Hey guys, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. I am Melissa. And we are sisters. Welcome to our podcast today, episode nine. Something. Nine. There we go. Something. <laughs> Melissa's actually, always on actually, top of it. I am. <laughs> I, episode um, nine. <laughs> um, you guys don't know this, but last week we got on and Rachel was leading. We take turns leading, if you don't know this, or a couple weeks ago. And she started about the topic. And in my head, I was like, oh, I thought we were doing a different topic. <laughs> so I was not prepared at all. <laughs> you would never know because I didn't know until afterwards. <laughs> she just went right with it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard. But, it's um, but I have to tell you guys a little story. So you must know at this point that Rachel had shoulder surgery um, eight weeks ago now. Yeah, eight and a half like weeks that. ago. And yeah, and she basically lived in a recliner for up until just recently. She slept yeah. in it. She said, I mean, that was like her place. And um, so the other night I needed, I was going to try to sleep in a recliner because I have a sinus infection and I was having a really hard time breathing, laying on my back. So I was like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be Rachel. I'm going to pretend since I'm in this recliner, I want to see what it was like for her. And so I like pulled my right arm in close and kept it close to me. And I was like sitting in the recliner, you know, watching a show. And I'm like, this is not bad. I totally got this. And then I had to get up. So, okay. I like scooch myself out of the chair, trying not to use this arm at all, pretending it was in pain. And then I got into the back because I had to go to the bathroom and then I had to pull my pants down. Have you ever tried to pull your pants down one-handed? Super hard. Um, especially when you have to go to the bathroom really bad and if I have like no bladder control. And so I'm lucky that I did not pee all over myself trying to get my pants In an effort to hand. imitate me. <laughs> imitate you. <laughs> like I had no other options. <laughs> I had to do this. So then I, the wiping I did okay. We've talked about that. That wasn't so bad. I get too far away from my mic and then you guys yeah, can't hear me. <laughs> Rachel's motioning for me to get closer to my mic. <laughs> And then I had to pull my pants up. And it's I think it's harder to pull your pants up with it one is. hand than it is pulling them down. If you're like a little bit on this side and a little bit on this side and a little bit on this side. Yep. It's and like then it. I had to wash my hand. And then I quit yep. as far as I made it. <laughs> so if we weren't always already impressed with Rachel living in a recliner for almost eight weeks, I can tell you that it's a very impressive feat <laughs> with one arm. <laughs> I still can't raise my right arm unless I'm doing a physical therapy exercise. So I still can only just T-Rex it, which yes. is crazy. But you have a lot more use. You can sleep in a bed now, at least. <laughs> I can sleep in a bed now. So everyone, if you want, try to go to the bathroom and pull on your hands mm -hmm. and pull them up and mm -hmm. wash your hand. Mm -hmm. Hand. You really can't reach the sink. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let us yeah, know how so it goes. I, I was really proud of myself that I tried that experiment. And then I was way less proud of myself because I only made it about seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel wins. <laughs> I feel very validated right now. <laughs> Well, today we're talking about when we're okay with being imperfect. So Melissa Ooh. just shared her very imperfectness. <laughs> I love it. That was totally unintentional. That wasn't unintentional. <laughs> it was or wasn't? Well, it was unintentional. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't mm -hmm. think you meant to do that. But mm -hmm. so today we're basically going to talk about, well, we're all imperfect, right? We all mm -hmm. should in theory know that we're imperfect, but being okay with being imperfect. And this is mm -hmm. not a license to do wrong things. That's not even remotely what we would be talking about. Um, but just knowing that you are imperfect, that I am imperfect, Melissa is like, how can we honor God in and through that? And Melissa and I, it's something that we just do very naturally, but we've had to grow in some areas of mm -hmm. this too, is sharing our imperfections with other people. Yep. Um, not in a, not in a way of, being like one-upping or anything like that or but just well, to and, and not in a yeah and not in a way to like 
throwing the flag, like or throwing the towel of getting better and being a better version of ourselves. It's just right. being real with and not to be hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes no, I'll share on social media something I'm not like good at or when people are like, don't be so hard on yourself. I'm like, I'm not being hard on myself. <laughs> just mm-hmm. no, I'm being real. And I think that when we are okay with being imperfect and we share it with other people, there's a lot of freedom that comes in our own lives, but mm-hmm. it's really encouraging when other people share with us mm-hmm. um, the ways that they're imperfect. It's really encouraging to me when I'm struggling with something and someone else is like, I'm the same way. I'm like, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's not like I'm going to stay there. It's just like, okay, I feel seen. Yep. I don't feel so alone. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Cause it's easy when we, when we don't share with anyone, what we're struggling with and we don't think anyone else is struggling mm-hmm. with the same thing. It's easy to think we're the only one in the whole world. Yeah. And we're just the worst person ever. Well, clearly we're not the only one, but it's easy to really believe that. Right. Well, and I mean, that's kind of like the devil's playground when we feel yeah. all alone and unseen and things like that. That's where I feel like if, when we don't talk about how we're doing or what we're struggling with or what we have struggled with, that's where I think the enemy can come in and just like have his way. Mm-hmm. And then he, the lies come in and mm-hmm. yeah, you're the only one. You're such an idiot. And that's where the belittling and like the degrading and the down yep. downgrading. No, not downgrading down, talking down to yourself. I can do hard have things. to use the word down. <laughs> it's got to have the word down in it. I know it does. Yes. Being hard on yourself. Like, um, it, yes. And it's also not talking negative about ourselves. Mm. That's because I can, I can imagine someone saying, well, I don't want to focus on the bad. I don't want to focus on the negative. That's not what, that's not what this is. When you are willing to admit your imperfections, it is, we're going to come back to this word freedom all the time. I feel Mm -hmm. like every single thing we talk about, it ends up in freedom when we Mm -hmm. are willing to do X, Y, or Z. And it is freeing to be able to say to someone, do you want to hear how I totally lost it on my kids today? Like I'm really embarrassed and I had to apologize, Mm -hmm. but this is what happened. And, um, suddenly it just doesn't. And so it's not, and, and already we're already feeling it in our head. So saying it right. out loud, isn't focusing or making it something it's not, it's just, it's reducing the hold it has on us. Yes. Well, and the reason that it's freeing to say it out loud is because like, for me, when I'm like, like literally last night I did, mm-hmm. I did lose it on my kids. I was very anxious. I, I have struggled with anxiety a little bit more in the last few years. And I was having a very anxious night coupled with a lot of running my kids around, which is a really bad combo. I mm-hmm. already feel anxious driving um, since my surgery. Like I do drive and I can drive and I feel safe driving, but I don't like driving a lot and I don't like driving far. I don't mind driving just like up the road, but where they go to swim is far. And there's a lot, a lot of traffic at the time that I was going and it was dark and I don't see well in the dark. And mm-hmm. so I was already feeling really anxious. And then it was like, things just like weren't going well. Everything was kind of not lining up. And then I came home and my son Brighton was super anxious. He doesn't get anxious like ever. I've never seen him like this because it was a very, very difficult practice and it's a new coach. And he was feeling really overwhelmed. Like, is this going to be a good fit for me? And he was wheezy because he has asthma and he was feeling like I'm not getting enough breaks and he didn't have his inhaler, which is his fault. He is supposed to have Mm -hmm. it. But, and it was so interesting because I was kind of like wanting to lose it. I mean, I was, I was a little bit losing it on people. I wasn't terrible, but I wasn't great. And the next thing I know, I'm like encouraging him, like, put your phone down. It's not whatever you think you need to do on your phone right now is only going to make you more anxious, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, but then I came home and I was like telling him the things you needed to be telling I was telling him the things I needed to hear. (laughs) And I was being like a really good mom in those moments. Mm -hmm. And I could go on social media and tell people what a good mom I was. Great. You were in that moment. (laughs) That's right. And then I came home and I started yelling at everybody. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my husband's out of town social me, media. What'd you say? <laughs> and then we keep that off social media. <laughs> no, it's like, this is the point is, it's like, it's not like you have to run to social media and be like, look right. what I did. But it's like, it's helpful for people to hear. Right. I could share this picture perfect parenting moment, but for me, it really doesn't feel right or sit well if I'm not also sharing 100%. A, but then like 10 minutes later, mm-hmm. it was like the very opposite of a good parenting yeah. moment. Mom's and Zilla. I had to apologize to all my kids. And the mm-hmm. worst part was Brighton goes to eighth grade and he has been chatting on the phone a ton with this friend. And and all of a sudden I'm like, he's walking around in his AirPods and he's freaking on the phone with her. And I'm like yelling at my four-year-old. <laughs> with witnesses i'm going to need a heads up when you're on the phone yes and then i'm thinking why should i heads up when he's on the phone shouldn't i just be nice Mm -hmm. nope i've been in that place i'll go in my kids' rooms when they're playing video games and i'm getting mad at them and yelling and i realize they're on on with other kids i'm like why didn't you tell me you're on with other people while i'm yelling at you and nicer maybe i could have just not yelled (laughs) i want i'm always working on not yelling at my kids and not letting anxiety like create this negative atmosphere for my kids but at the end of the day, I still do it. I'm not okay with it. I am working on it with Jesus. But I think even just sharing the story right now, there's going to mm-hmm. be someone who's like, I mm-hmm. needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. Because I I mean, I could go on social media and share this great moment. Yeah. And it would be valid that I was giving my son the tools that I know mm-hmm. are necessary to combat being overwhelmed and anxiety. Yeah. And he was taking them in. I was watching his breathing slowing down. Like I was watching it before my mm-hmm. eyes. It was awesome. But then the crap hit the fan when I came home and everybody was not doing what I was saying. And right. Well, I was going to say, so I actually really struggled with showing my imperfections when years ago, when my kids were little and, um, probably through, through being pregnant with my fourth child, maybe even it started getting better after my third. I can't remember, but I remember, so we lived in a little house right in the middle of town and people would stop by kind of all the time. Like it was kind of interesting, like just random people would stop by. And so I, always felt like I had to be put together. I always felt like I had to have get up and shower right away and get my hair fixed and put my makeup on and get dressed. Like I wasn't okay with being in my pajamas. If someone stopped by afternoon, like now, please stop by afternoon. I'll be in my pajamas. (laughs) But at the time (laughs) I really struggled with being okay with it. Or my house was messy. We lived in a tiny house and I had little kids really close in age. Of course it was messy. And I wasn't going to pick up after them every time of the, every moment of the day, because it just would get messy again. We'd do it all at night. And um, and it really would bother me when people would stop by. I wanted them to see my house in the best state mm-hmm. possible. And <clears throat> there were several things in my life where I was realizing that I was struggling to show who I actually was mm. in these really real moments, like nothing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't normal. even like very yeah, normal. normal. Exactly. It wasn't even like I was showing my deep, dark secrets. It was just right. this normal stuff. And I remember God giving me the the phrase, and I've thought about this for years, that pretend perfection um, produces real walls. Because when mm. we pretend Ooh, that's good, when we pretend to be perfect, we put walls up between us and other people because mm-hmm. nobody wants to be, I mean, nobody wants to be around someone who's perfect. Think about the people in your mm-hmm. life, the ones that you feel have it all together. They're most likely the hardest for you to be vulnerable with and want right. to really spend time with because you feel like you can't measure up. Right. And so, um, and so shortly after this, I remember we were in the middle of painting our living room. So my, all my furniture was pulled into the middle. My house was a mess. Cause I, anytime you do a project in one room, the rest of the house falls apart. Right. And, um, and I had some new, we had met some new people at church and Bill wanted them to come over for lunch. And I was like, oh my gosh, they can't, our house is a disaster. <laughs> He's like, it's not a big deal. He's like, well, hang outside, whatever. And this was a huge deal for me. Now I would care less. Like it wouldn't even phase me. But at the time it was like, 
one of the hardest things for me to say to someone who I didn't know, do you want to come over and have lunch? And my house is pulled apart. But I'm not kidding you. She talked about that for years. She mm-hmm. had said, she said it was so refreshing to be invited to someone's house she didn't know. They were new in town. So like that was, they were lonely. Mm-hmm. She didn't care the state of my house. She just wanted her heart to be taken care of. But she said, I love that you had me in the middle of your mess. And that was like a life-changing moment for me because, yep. and I've thought about that. I mean, that was like 15 years ago and I've thought about it you ever since. You had me in the middle of your mess mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so it, not only was it healing for me to let her in, but it was like such good news to her. And so we right. think some like, yeah. So I stopped, I started being very intentional about not needing to have it all together or to show people um, that you can only come over when my house looks perfect. You can only right. come over when I'm ready. You can only come over <laughs> when I have a good meal for you or whatever. Like mm-hmm. all the things can, can be a mess and people don't care because they just want to be with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, my house is like put together a lot because that's how I like can handle myself. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to have people over, it's very quick for us to put it back together. We were very intentional about downsizing when we moved here and not having as many things. So it is very quick for us to just put our house back together. And so most of the time when people come over, our house is put together. Um, and people are always like, oh, your house is always so clean. I'm like, just stop over any random day, any day. Like I put my house together because it makes me feel better. But like mm-hmm. in the middle of day, especially when we were homeschooling, I was like, there's stuff everywhere mm-hmm. all day. And we just put it together, put it back together at the end of the day. Right. So we wake up and it's like put together, but it's like, there are so many hours a day. I'm like, just stop. Lying. I'm not going to mm-hmm. leave my house like that when people are coming over because I can't relax and I want right. to go to bed with it put together. But like, right. um, I don't need people to see my house clean. I just, it's helpful for me to just to have it put together. But I'm like, please just come over any day, any day that you need to feel better about yourself. Yeah. Just come over. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> three of my kids have now gone to school and only one homeschool. So it's not that messy anymore. Turns yeah. out those kids are really messy when they're home all day. Mm-hmm, they <laughs> but, are. And oh. obviously, well, and I would compare myself when I had five kids, six and a half and under, I would compare the state of my house to a mom who all of her kids were grown and married. <laughs> like, yes. that's what I would do. Not even like, come- realistic. No, I'm like, and of course, at this age in my life, I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like it was helpful for your friend to see mm-hmm. your mess, but it was good yep. for you. There was freedom yep. that came in when you shared your mess. And yep. now you're just that person all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you. I mean, your house looks great usually, but like you, yeah, yeah you don't strive for that perfection anymore. No, so I agree because like, I do feel better for myself when it's put together, right. but I do it for right. myself, not for other people. And I think that's the point is if we're yeah. doing things to please or take care of other people because we're afraid they're going to judge us, things right. like that. Then- or to put out an image that's not real. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And then there's a couple of verses I was like, processing and praying through. And I wanted to talk about some of them um, because it's not like the Bible really talks specifically about this, you know, exactly. Mm -hmm. But I was like, there's a lot that the Bible says that I think we could wrap into this. That's important. And so first I want to talk about the couple verses that are like Ecclesiastes 7, Ecclesiastes 720. Surely there is no one on earth who always does good and never sins. Right. Mm -hmm. So there is no one who is perfect. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's another one that says that too. Hold on. I got a couple here. Um, but anyways, there's several verses that talk about that in the Bible. Like no one is perfect. Jesus Mm -hmm. is the only one. So one, we need to get that in our heads. Like if we are expecting that day of perfection to come, yeah, it it will never happen. Yeah. Well, we talked about this in an episode recently, um, where we were talking about, what are we talking about? Where it's like, oh my gosh, do you remember? And basically we were talking about, if we're waiting for that moment to come, 
then we're always going to be disappointed. Um, and knowing that we're never going to get it all right. I think maybe, yeah. I think it was talking about overwhelm. I think maybe that was our first episode. Maybe. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, familiar. It was. The one about overwhelm. It's like, if you're always waiting for the day when like today I will finally have everything done. So I'm no yeah. longer overwhelmed. We're just going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. all the time. Our expectations are set too high. And so if you're someone who's like, I'm just waiting for that day when like Mm -hmm. I have it all together, you're literally never going to get there. You might have a day. Yeah. (laughs) One day. where, (laughs) And that will be the best day of your life. And you'll always never lift up, live up to it again. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, that's an unrealistic expectation. And so changing your expectations changes everything. Your kids are never going to be perfect. Your house is never always going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Your laundry might be done one time, right? Like mm-hmm. everything is done, but then mm-hmm. it's like you turn around and there's more laundry. We all yeah. know this, mm-hmm. but adjusting your expectations to it is huge. Yeah. And then, you know, Paul talks about Philippians. He's like, I don't mean to say that I'm exactly what God wants to be. I have not yet reached that goal, but there's one thing I do forget what's in the past and try as I, as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. But he's saying, I know I'm not there yet. Like, I know I'm not there. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, Paul is like the guy we all want to live up to. I mean, if not Jesus next is Paul, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, I mean, Paul's somebody we can relate to in a different sense because yeah, he was he's human. human. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we want to <clears throat> be more like him, but, and then in James, it says in James five, it says, always tell each other the wrong things you have done and then pray for each other. Do this. So God can heal you. Anyone who lives the way God wants can pray and great things will happen. And I love that. Tell each other the wrong things you've done and then pray for each other. Now, I know this is probably talking mm-hmm. about confession, but isn't that kind of what we're talking mm-hmm. about is being willing to be honest with one another yeah. about the areas that we're not, we don't have it all together um, and being willing to tell each other the things that we've done wrong and then pray for each mm-hmm. other. So this is talking about, hey, I'm in the middle of a really hard thing. I need to tell you, can you pray for me? But I also right. think we can apply it to, let's say a friend comes to me, maybe a new friend and is like, I'm really struggling with insecurities and in relationships. And I'm like, well, the Bible mm-hmm. says this and the Bible says that. Yeah. Could that be encouraging? <laughs> yes, of course. Also, if I'm like, oh but they also gosh, might feel me. much smaller. Yeah. I struggle with that too. And right now mm-hmm. God is teaching me some things right mm-hmm. now. And I have some verses that every day I have to say to myself. That is a whole nother level of encouraging that person. I have not made that person feel alone in their struggle. I have not made them Mm -hmm. feel like there's something wrong with them. I have not made them Mm -hmm. feel like they're not as holy as me because I have the answers. But in reality, even if I have the answers, I'm still struggling with the problem, you know? And so sharing with people, it makes them feel seen and and then we can encourage them and yep. where can we point to Jesus in this so I love that always tell each other the wrong things you've done and it's not like I said I know it's about confession but I think we can apply it to when someone says I struggle with overeating or binging mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. oh okay it's mm-hmm. like no I do too let's <laughs> right right <laughs> Let me, and know. even if you're even if you it's it's something in your past to leave it right. unsaid would be more hurtful yes. than saying it because w- if we're not careful, we can love people so well with biblical truth and mm-hmm. we can make people feel ashamed mm-hmm. with biblical truth if we are not careful. Because mm-hmm. if we say it in such a way that's like, like you said, well, the Bible says to do this, like, why aren't you doing that? You know, if that's kind of your a- approach, it's going to- even if your approach is just like, well, here's some Bible verses, yeah. even if you don't mean it hurtfully, but it's like, okay, but I'm still like, Right. Still feel bad about the fact that I'm struggling. I'm doing this. And yeah. Yeah. So when you're willing to say, I, but I've done this, 
um, or I've struggled with this, or yeah. I'm still here, or I, or, you know, and, and if you have had victory over it, that's going to give them encouragement. Like, exactly. Oh, I don't necessarily have to live in this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is this ministry called Young Life that Rachel and I have been a part of our entire life to some extent, because our family has been a part of it. And it's just an incredible ministry towards kids. And their kind of motto tagline is to earn the right to be heard with kids. You show up where they're at. You don't have any expectations of them. You let them be exactly who they are. And along the way, as they, as you become safe to them, by not expecting them to be perfect and um, they start to feel comfortable with you and they start to share right. things with you and they, you earn the right to, um, to be heard. And so mm-hmm. eventually, hopefully you get to share with them about the good news of Jesus. But I think that needs to apply to everything in our, in our mm-hmm. life. And yeah. part of being willing to share our insecure or our imperfections is um, earning the right to be heard by our friends. And, mm-hmm. and that's part of that is letting them be exactly who they are, but also us being exactly who we are and sharing. Right. Sharing that. Well, I have this friend and we haven't known each other very long, maybe a year. Yeah. Just about a year. And, um, but we have talked about recently how we went deep right away. And mm-hmm. the reason we went deep right away was because we, she was dealing with an eating disorder that I had just recently gotten freedom from. Mm-hmm. And someone connected us. And so we went deep right away. And so I'm like, this is, this is my big struggle. And she's like, this is my big struggle. And as a result, because we shared so openly and because I had shared so openly, someone knew to connect us. Mm -hmm. Um, and she had shared openly. So someone knew to connect us because it's not something that, you know, people always like publicize. And I'm not saying Mm -hmm. you have to publicize everything, but because of the way I had shared and we were able to go deep in a whole, like all the levels because we went so vulnerable with that, that big thing. Mm-hmm. And we send each other scripture and encouragement like all the time. And mm-hmm. it's like, we jumped years ahead mm-hmm. because I was willing to share my imperfection with her. And she right. was brave enough to come and say, I have the same imperfection. You know what I yeah. mean? And it, yeah. it changed our relationship and we are deeper in Christ because of each other. Yeah. And, and so I wanted to talk about too, talking about helping each other is Galatians six, two says, help each other with your troubles. When you do this, you're obeying the law of Christ. And I know that it is, you could apply this helping each other to a million ways, mm-hmm. all tangible, like feeding, clothing, things mm-hmm. like that. But I think helping each other mentally and spiritually is mm-hmm. as important. And hundred percent. And so when someone comes to you with a problem and you're just like, Oh Yeah. And you know Let's full well that. you've had that same problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do at this moment. Maybe you did 10 years ago and mm-hmm. you don't share it. You're really not helping them, mm-hmm. you know, and then they leave feeling like, okay, well, I shared it, but yeah, I don't really feel any better. And are and they I, judging me? I don't even know how they feel about me. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I think that's, you know, when you share your own struggle with something, it's like judgments off the table. Everyone exactly. knows, okay, well, you've been yeah. there. I mean, usually that's the case, like 95% mm-hmm. of the time, that's mm-hmm. the people are not judging things that they've themselves struggled with. Right. Um, and they're more willing to help each other. Cause it's like this friend in the eating disorder, it was like, okay, here's who I went to. Here's what I did. Here's how I, you know, process through that. And, and, and I had received some victory. It is like, I wanted to help her, not just in making that emotional and spiritual connection, but logistically, this is what I did to like overcome that. Yeah. And, and then I love in Philippians, it's like, you know, the verse do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit in humility, value others above yourself, mm-hmm. not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And we're always talking about humility here on this podcast. And the thing is, is that sharing your imperfections with people requires great humility. A hundred percent. And 
this verse is saying, don't be selfish in thinking about yourself. Think about others looking to their needs and their interests, uh, you know, and it's like, I'm just going to keep saying that same example. If a friend comes to you and shares something and you don't share that you've had the same struggle, mm-hmm. you are doing it out of selfish. You're withholding that information out of selfish ambition. Now, I'm not saying you have to share everything with everyone. Right. And you, I know Melissa would agree with that. But when someone comes and shares their heart with you, mm-hmm. then it's, you know, I mean, that's you're there. Be, now it's, yeah, time. <laughs> it's between you and the Holy Spirit. If you're not supposed to share, then you need to listen to that. But like, mm-hmm. it's just such a perfect example, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, for Melissa and I, we share our imperfections kind of out there. And mm-hmm. for this, I mean, we don't wait for people to come to us for the sole purpose of, we know this is going to encourage someone else. Yeah. We want to make people feel better. And we want to make people feel better. About, and loved. <laughs> exactly. Loved and seen, but not like let's celebrate our imperfections. Like, again, we are not talking about celebrating our imperfections. Uh, we're talking about sharing them. Um, and then what are we doing about it? Mm-hmm. So I, if I share an imperfection I'm dealing with currently, something I'm struggling with currently, I'm sharing what am I doing about it? Mm-hmm. What verses am I reading? What's, you know, what affirmations am I reciting? What prayers am I doing? Am I going to therapy? Sharing those things. Yeah. <clears throat> with other people. Um, and then people will come to me and go, Oh, I remember you talked that you shared about this. Mm-hmm. So, like I have, I had really bad postpartum depression nine years ago and was, um, suicidal. And I have shared that on social media over the years, a little bit here and a little bit there. And, um, and I, I still have people come to me and say, okay, I remember that nine years ago or eight, seven years ago, you shared this or whatever. And I'm like, yep, I am more than happy to help you with your troubles because mm-hmm. I can't be everything to everyone, but I certainly want to be a sounding board to mm-hmm. anyone who needs it. And right. if we don't share our imperfections, people don't know where they can turn when they need help. It's true. And if you guys are struggling with this, if you're, cause I know I'm thinking of like, I have some friends going through my mind of like, oh, I know that they're going to be like, I'm just not sure I can share because I don't want to be judged. Like, I just am really worried about that. Like because of conversations we've had. So here's what I want you to think about. Um, And if you feel like actually digging in and letting people see your imperfections and vice versa won't be freeing when you're looking at social media, the social media reel or the reels or not the reels, the, um, the accounts that have only have highlight reels showing, right. Mm -hmm. They only have their best showing almost always. Those are the accounts that end up leaving you feeling yucky. Mm -hmm. You feel just a little off, even if you don't know why, like, cause you, Mm -hmm. You just know you don't measure up. You're, why doesn't your family smile so beautifully for pictures? Why aren't your kids always so well-dressed? Why do you and your husband not laugh and dance in the kitchen together on video? Like, okay, well, that can be a true, that can be a part of someone's life, but you know, you know that those kids get messy and that they, they fight in that kitchen as much as they dance in that kitchen mm-hmm. and, and that their clothes don't always match and like that they get holes in their jeans or whatever, like, mm-hmm. because that is reality. Mm-hmm. And the, and then if you look at the, the posts, where they don't show their, I'm not talking about the people who are complaining all the time, because that's a whole different thing, but the people right. who are just honest. Like, Bible says not to do that too. <laughs> right. It's, you know, the, the, the accounts where there people are like, um, you know, I just totally blew it this morning. I had a terrible mom moment and whether mm-hmm. they even go into detail or not, they right. just were vulnerable enough. Those are the accounts that you find yourself feeling connected to mm-hmm. because they don't make you there just because there's just a difference there. And so yeah. the reason I'm explaining it from that visual is that that is the freedom that comes with being honest and being open yeah. and being willing um, is that you you feel a little bit bound up and a little bit insecure and unsure of yourself when you're around somebody who seems mm-hmm. to always have it together. 
Mm-hmm. And then the opposite side is the opposite is you're going to feel free and like right. I can let down and I can be myself. And, mm-hmm. um, well, I love the Instagram accounts where women are like, show like, this is what it looks like when I'm posed. Look at how thin I look in mm-hmm. this angle. And then they like pull down their band and it's like jiggly belly and yeah, they pull it and they have the side love handles and it's like, oh my gosh, that's real. Mm-hmm. That's real. Both are mm-hmm. real. Like, you know, from certain angles, we do all look mm-hmm. better and that's real, but also mm-hmm. like. That's, you know, and if we're comparing ourselves to the first picture, the perfect one, which is for a long time, what everybody was just putting out there, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but also what about the fact that like my belly jiggles and I have yeah. love handles and I have muffin top over my jeans mm-hmm. and yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the thing that you said? I wanted to do this as our affirmation. I put these in our show notes. Something perfection puts up walls. What did you yep. put? Real perfection puts Real? up pretend. Um, pretend perfection. <laughs> Sorry, pretend perfection. No, I was like, yeah, I don't that know. makes sense. I don't know what my quote is. <laughs> I have real perfection. The rest of you do not. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know you. what my quote is. <laughs> pretend up. perfection puts up real walls. Real yes. walls. Okay. Mm-hmm. We always have show notes, you guys. You can scroll down. All the verses are there. The challenge is there. The affirmations there. So I'm going to put that in ours for this week. So, yeah. um, and so I guess I my challenge this week would be. Ask yourself, what harm can come from sharing my shortcomings with others? Mm-hmm. And like, is there something you're afraid of mm-hmm. or some reason that you're not allowing yourself to? And how might doing so actually encourage those around me? Mm-hmm. Um, you think that's a good challenge? I think that's a perfect challenge. Okay. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to say? No. Once again, thanks for joining us, you guys. Yeah. If you want to connect with us, you we obviously are on Instagram and Facebook as a mess nonetheless. And you can email us if you need to at a mess nonetheless at gmail.com. Or go and to obviously, our website. Yep. Go to our, yep. And uh, go to our website. And um, you can also instant message us through Instagram and yeah. Facebook. We like actually want to hear from you guys. Yeah. So like actually like you're like us. every single time either one of us gets a message, mm-hmm. even personally, we mm-hmm. like sc- screenshot it and send it to the other person yeah, right away. We want to hear. Just, yeah, it like makes our day and yeah. um, we just love that you're taking time to listen to our jabber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully All it's right. a little more than jabber, but there is definitely our some jabbering in intentional there. Intentional so. jabber. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good day. Bye, guys. <laughs>